Life's a plate of cookie dough And you can try to eat it slow But you can miss it out So do it and let it work Hey, I'm Dope's fearless leader and sober entrepreneur, Kelsey Moreta, and it's time to get real. Each episode, you'll hear raw conversations that feed your soul with entrepreneurs, movers, shakers, and honestly, just plain badasses. These awesome humans have navigated life's challenges and are creating a bright future. So let's dig in. You're listening to Dope's Soberpreneur. I'm so stoked to get to know you more today. Aisha, you're the founder of Moment. It's a natural botanical beverage made to reduce stress and it tastes delicious. And I can confirm it is like ridiculously delicious. I think I reached out to you after my first sip of your product, maybe even before, because I just love the company. It's a company that touts the opportunity to drink your meditation. And like we do at Dope, you also donate 1% of sales to support mental health nonprofits. You're a world traveler, a badass business person, and you're here today with us to drop some knowledge and share your story. So with that, Aisha Chitani, a big warm welcome to Soberpreneur. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelsey. It is an honor to be here. We are huge fans of a few what you have done and just your narrative around mental health and variety. We are big fans. So it's very, very exciting to be here. So awesome. In good company together. Speaking of mental health, so we do have our Dope for Hope pledge. It focuses on unfiltered conversations like what we're going to have today. And one part of that pledge is answering straight up when someone asks, how are you? So we're going to like flip the script a little bit instead of just the classic like, hey, how's it going? Tell me one high and one low from the last week for you. Great question. One high is we got the news that we were wrapping up our pre-seed round in the next few days. So that's really, really exciting. So awesome. We're going to have like some confetti shoot off now. <laughs> Congrats. That's right. That's and celebrate the dope moment at the end of it. And then in terms of the low, be running a business, running a small business is tough. There is always news that you don't want to hear, especially as you, as you, you know, uncharted new territories. So there has been a conversation we were having with the retailer and, you know, unfortunately things, we were unable to meet at a place where we can make this work. So that's been slightly tricky. It's a part of the business. You learn and you yeah. create new opportunities. And it's exactly like that in the literally the same week. You're like, oh my God, this amazing thing just happened. And then the next day you're like, oh my freaking goodness, like what the heck are we going to do? You know, something falls apart. So you said it right. Sometimes forget about days. It's in matter of like hours. I work on like three yeah. hourly cycles. <laughs> There'll be a three hours. I'll be like this extreme high and then it will be at this low. Yeah. The beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you build a skill to get over the lows mm-hmm. and continue on. Amazing. So excited to dig into that. Let's jump back pre-moment though. Tell me like, where'd you grow up? What was your childhood like? Yeah. And where are you today? I think there's an interesting fact in there. Physically, where are you today? (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I actually grew up in Saudi Arabia. I spent my early life there, after which I moved to Pakistan, which is where my parents are originally from. Post-Pakistan, I lived in Europe for a bit and then moved to South Africa. I actually went to South Africa on a trip and absolutely fell in love with the African continent and just felt that there was so much opportunity for change there that I decided to find a job and move there. That was sort of my initial... How old were you then? This is when I was 21, like right out of college. This was the very awesome. defining, yeah, this this was basically where my career fully started. 
And then post that, uh, I spent four years in South Africa and moved to the U.S. about seven or so years back. And then that was another part of life. So it's been a busy time moving across continents, but very, very exciting. Currently, as we speak, I am in Pakistan visiting some family. So yes, it's coming full circle. What a journey. I mean, and your parents, were they freaked out when you decided to leave or were they like, go do it? You know, my husband and co-CEO at Dope, he's from Brazil and his sister is in Munich, Germany now. You know, he moved to the States and his parents are just like excited. There's also that feeling of like missing them, you know, a feeling like, oh, they've really like, we wanted them to leave the nest, but we didn't know it would be like across the world nest. So how'd your parents take all the transition? My parents have been really, really awesome and supportive in that sense. They want me to do whatever I want to do and conquer the world, really, which is why this has been possible. I think beyond just the the supportive aspect, what really makes a difference is when parents encourage the kids to take risks and really push mm-hmm. towards an uncharted path, which is often very uncomfortable. And I feel that that has been possible both with my parents and my spouse, which is how you start a company, right? It takes a lot to start a company. And that's what has really, really made it possible. Were your parents entrepreneurs as well? Did you have any examples in your close family that were like, oh man, this could be my thing to create my own company? Definitely. My dad, my dad was an entrepreneur and he had a small business here in Pakistan, which was very inspiring. I mean, he actually gave a shot to entrepreneurship multiple times and not all the times are successful, but watching him navigate through even times when things didn't turn out and still taking good learnings from it and having a great life was really inspiring for me, which is, which is why I'm here today. You got to see that example, you know, even talking about the beginning of When things don't go your way and it doesn't work out for a moment or you get some setback, you got to kind of watch your dad's resilience through the ultimate setbacks of, you know, a venture not working out, but also I'm sure all the little things in between and seeing how he rebounded from that. So that is so wild. So all those places you lived, you've got like five continents under your belt, you said, right? I think you've lived in five. That's right. That's right. Epic. Of all these places that you've lived and traveled, where is your favorite place in the world or top two if you have to, (laughs) if you can't narrow it down? I hate to pick favorites, but I do have a favorite. I love Cape Town. I feel that that's the place that I fell in. So like, I remember I was on a ship sailing to Cape Town when I first saw Cape Town and I saw the city and I was outside of it and I watched it for hours and I just fell in love with it. It was so beautiful. But then also I like met people there and I just, it was, it was one of the first few places where I, went and I was, I like it so much that this is a place I'm actively going to make a choice to live in and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to find a job and I'm going to move here. Never have I ever done that for any other place before. So it was a lot of like commitment and passion yeah. and it's an amazing place just in terms of its natural beauty, but also in terms of the people and in terms of how it like brings together like different aspects of the continent together. So cool. You know, you mentioned the people that you met there as well. It's interesting how much there's all these different elements, you know, there's all these like senses you're taking in when you go on a trip somewhere. And the people you meet, though it's much by chance, right? But sometimes it's funny that you can get a vibe for what that city's temperament is like. And if you think you get along with the people that are there and really neat, that's cool. And you had such a drive to say like, let's figure it out. We got to find a way to be there. That's right. That's right. And then I spent about four years there and I will not deny every single minute was perfect. 
hard to say about somewhere in the world. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I promise you. <laughs> but like, again, it's all about your context and your situation in life. I think the other reason I really like Cape Town is it gave me the opportunity to be super adventurous. I love water sports and it has a lot of it and I did a lot of it. And so swimming, surfing, diving, it was just awesome. Amazing. I was going to say, we need some examples of these water sports. You just, your cool points just went up like so many. It's just like, oh yeah, no big deal. I surf and <laughs> that's awesome. A little known facts right there coming to you. And I'm going to say I'm not good at any of them, but I love it and I do it. <laughs> that's what it's all about. So, okay. All these travels happen. You've made it to the US and you're here now. What's this inspiration that leads you to finally start moment? What was kind of that aha moment of your own? So yeah, I, I actually moved to the US, you know, despite like my love for Cape Town, I moved to the US because I wanted to do something with my life. And so I actually, once I finished my MBA, I joined consulting because I thought it'd be a great way to experience the world of business and where better than in America where the best businesses in the world come together. But after a few years in consulting, I realized that it did not allow me the ability to be fully like entrepreneurial and exercise my own like hustle and skills like my own business would do. And outside of that, I also, my days were very like stressful. I started building my own coping mechanisms, which involved like having a lot of adaptogens and meditating. And I saw that people around me were struggling with mental health, physical health. And so moment is really all my different worlds coming together. It was the answer was just there in front of me because you've tried moment, but moment uses a lot of the botanicals and adaptogens that I myself have grown up with. A lot of them come from Asian cultures where people prepare for old age prevention. And some of these adaptogens, such as ashwagandha and tulsi, people have been having them for centuries. They have them every single day in different forms, not necessarily in the form of beverage, but different forms to like keep themselves calm, but also support better sleep and like vitality through their lives. And so moments, like I said, was really my life coming together. It's a lot of my culture, a lot of my business knowledge, and a lot of just what I saw around me, the need for something to help people with mental clarity and stress relief through the day. Because I really believe that you are your best self, not when you're high on caffeine or sugar, but when you're actually calm, cool, and collected. Okay, we've been throwing around this crazy word. And I know you and I are like acting all hip, like we know what this is. But for those listening who don't know, what is an adaptogen? Yeah, so adaptogens are basically edible herbs that can help your body adapt to a variety of stressors. That's the reason it is called adaptogens is because they help your body adapt. And they scientifically, they produce a non-specific state of resistance to all types of different stresses, physical, emotional, environmental stress, and they reduce the effect of it no matter where the stress is coming from. What they do is they almost take the temperature of your body. So if you're feeling really, really, really stressed, then they'll help produce the stress and like calm you down. And in cases where you are too calm, they actually affect your cortisol levels a little and they will give you a little boost as well. They regulate your immune response so they can decrease or increase activity. 
And so that's the beauty that these are actually natural ingredients that have been used for so long, which are now scientifically proven to have these effects, which makes them so powerful. It's awesome. I think of it like, you ever describe it like a natural pharmacy? You know, you look at these herbs as this option to see what you could do to help regulate your body with what the earth is already providing instead of, you know, taking the leap with chemical compounds and whatnot that maybe don't work so naturally with your body as adaptogens do. That's right. The great thing with adaptogens is that, you know, they have been scientifically proven for some of the effects such as stress reduction and some specific diseases, but they actually have been used for reasons beyond that. They have actually, they're used for improving your immune system or your sleep quality along with fighting off other like small infections. And like they've been used for so many different reasons in in history, but science is still working to prove all of these now. So awesome. Thanks for dropping the knowledge. (laughs) You know, you mentioned coping mechanisms when you said you are undergoing all this stress in consulting. And I know this like fast paced life, you know, it's just they ask everything of you on a dime. It doesn't matter if you've got, you know, your sister's wedding. It's like you're going to get this done for the client and can be so draining. And so many people in those roles suffering from that level of stress lead to not such great coping mechanisms. I think it's really amazing, not only that for your individual journey, you were able to lean on something and have this sort of background from your own culture to bring this in and say, hey, there's a healthier way to cope with this stress. I mean, I myself, an example of this, you know, stress took me into alcohol and really started to lean into that to deal with my anxiety and stress and and all of that, as so many do. So great on you, not only to do this for yourself, but now you've created a company to say like, maybe I can help other people find a different path to cope with stress and find management tools that work to kind of level things out because this world isn't slowing down by any means. That's right. You know, stress is such a massive problem. You mentioned yourself. I went through burnout myself. I mean, research shows that about 70% of people in their career feel like massive stress or burnout at some point in their lives. And COVID has only made it worse. There's been so many changes that have happened and it's natural for humans to stress because stress in the olden days was a coping mechanism for humans. When you're unable to manage your stress, that it becomes starts affecting you negatively or like consistent stress uh, starts affecting you negatively. And the reason we keep on going with Moment and why it's so exciting is because customers will sometimes send us these really long emails sharing the impact that Moment is having on their lives with regular use and how they're able to manage the stress levels, which is moms are hard and are days and keeps us going. Yeah, that's the feel good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Knowing you're really having an impact on someone. When you think about this journey in entrepreneurship and, you know, you mentioned some of what you knew from watching your dad go through it, but you're doing it now, you know, fast paced, it's becoming a pretty sizable company, super exciting growth you're having. What's surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? What was really surprising is that I didn't realize it's so difficult to start a business because the entire system has so many inefficiencies built in. But now that I'm in, I I get it and I know how to deal with it. But upfront, it's not just you, it's the entire supply chain and making it work for a product like ours, which is like fairly complicated because it uses all natural ingredients and uses ingredients from all over the world. 
it's tough because there's no good systems or tracking tools or ways that people or the entire supply chain can work. And so you almost have to start a business, but you're doing the work of 10 people at the same time. And so I think the toughest thing is just the pure, pure, pure hustle upfront and figuring out ways to do things in an easy, quick way without staying up 24 hours a day. It's challenging, right? (laughs) Must sleep somewhere in there. Yeah. (laughs) People often ask me if you had a superpower, what would you have? And I say the ability to stay up the whole time because you can achieve so much more. Yeah. You know, when you talk about inefficiencies in the system of getting started as well, I was thinking, man, in the beginning, all the licenses and what do I need to do this right? You know, it's like, I want to start the business. I want to follow the rules. I want to do all the things I need to do. But goodness, like, is there just one list I could refer to that says like, here's what you need to do to start a food business? It's like, they really make it so challenging. You know, in some ways, it's like a ask for forgiveness, like hope you did everything right. And we'll see if they say I didn't. But Yeah. Did you find the same experience of like, what the heck? Definitely. You know, there is that aspect, but also there is this, you would think in the world today where we live, everything is super easy to know and find and information would be on like, but it's not, it's not. You have to sometimes like for a simple something, you have to speak to 10 people to really understand what the process is. And like in today's world, why? Why? Yeah. How can it be so? It's it's ridiculous, but it is. It is. And yeah. You know, when I was starting moment, I was like, you know what? My next business is going to be just helping others was trying to start this and like literally making a playbook that people can just read. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten to that yet. But yeah, it's very much needed. 100%. We talk about the exact same thing, actually, trying to help create sort of a how-to playbook, workshop, something like that, where we could help other people navigate this a little quicker, at least in our industries, right? Like I've learned the ups and downs and ins and outs of starting a food business, like especially food business and D2C. How could I help other people get those learnings quicker? But I think we both have our hands full right now. So maybe that's coming in a, a few years, but certainly, certainly on the docket. Okay. I on to you know this journey so far with Moment. What's been your biggest, oh shit, the sky is falling. How are we going to make it through this event or day you can remember or three hour period <laughs> where you were just like, how are we going to do it? Wow, there have been so many, <laughs> but I'll just share a few. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, th- th- there's one every couple of weeks. But there was a time after our first trial production run. So I live in a walk up in New York. And after our first trial production run, we had 5,000 bottles. At that time, we were in bottles. We had 5,000 bottles of product in a rented car. And the warehouse that we were supposed to stack stuff at, it didn't work out. And now we had like these 5,000 bottles and we didn't know what to do with it. And so we were just starting off. Like, what do you do? Where do you go? And so... We did, I'm not kidding you, we did like 100 turns up and down a 3-4 walk-up in a tiny apartment in New York and stocked like 5,000 bottles over there uh, for like four months until we tested and tried like everything and we got rid of them. So that was a challenging evening going up and down. And then the next few weeks were very challenging living, like how the apartment was filled with bottles. There was no place to walk or do anything. It was essentially warehouse. But yeah, there have been so, so many moments where you're like, oh, shit, because 
the thing is that no matter how much you know, no matter how much you plan, there'll always be small things that you wouldn't have thought of that will come hit you away. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know this was a thing or I didn't know I had to plan for this. And now I have to come up with a plan in the moment. It's even like four years into it, we're always finding something new where it's just like, well, we just haven't done this before. As the business grows and you start to expand into new channels, for example, you know, we really dove into DTC in late 2019 and then now getting into grocery with retail. It is constantly this like, what's going to hit us now that we just couldn't have known yet because we haven't done it yet. But it's also, I think, like one of the exciting parts of entrepreneurship that you don't get bored. And if you have an entrepreneur mentality, it's because you like this fast pace, you like to keep going and learning. And you really are given that, I think, over and over again with your own company. That's right. You're 100% right. And that's actually one of the reasons why I love it so much, because I feel every single day I am learning so, 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 so much, which keeps me going. Awesome. When you think about going through these trials, mental health is a huge component of this and often not talked about enough in business. And I'd love to know kind of like how has your maintenance of your mental health changed through running Moment? I know you were already going through some pretty stressful times, even in the consulting world and then going to start your own business. You know, what does mental health mean to you personally and and how are you maintaining it? Yeah, for me, mental health is the ability to be able to stay calm and exercise that muscle to be in control no matter what situation you're in. It's always easy when you're in comfortable situations to be in control and to stay calm. You're really tested when you're in uncomfortable situations and your ability to stay calm and be productive, take the right decisions in those situations is what I call being mindful. I think over time, this is how you build this muscle that you can exercise in stressful times, which allows you to stay calm and to make these decisions in the right way. And being able to exercise that muscle and being able to control that to your own will, as opposed to having something else control you, is what I call good mental health or ability to be you know, mindful. Yeah, kind of like the chance to have that pause. I love this idea. You keep describing it as like a muscle, this mental muscle of being able to enact that when stress arises or something intense happens and having the pause to separate your immediate action from the feeling that you have rising inside. So moment helps you do that. That's 100% right. Well, let's jump into one of my favorite sections. It's our mental health recipe card. Mental health is really critical to running a business, but often in conversations on how to be successful, this is left out. So for me, I've got my own mental health recipe card with ingredients that keep me grounded each day. But what ingredients are on your mental health recipe card? I would say uh, a couple of things. One is I do get up every morning and I spend a couple of minutes meditating. I find it very useful, again, to build that muscle. Second is... Every day I do something that allows me to feel joy in my life. Somebody once made me go through this exercise of writing down the six or the seven things that make me the happiest in life and ranking them like on one to 10 as to what makes me happy and thinking about why they make me happy. So I try to do at least one of those things every day. And some of these things are as simple as go for a swim or go for a walk or talk to a friend that makes you laugh. Third is I have a lot of adaptogens during my day, mornings, afternoons, evenings. 
And then lastly, I actually do work out and stay physically fit because I think there is a very strong component of your body and your mind, and you need to be physically healthy to be mentally healthy. And so I make sure that I do that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm all for that. I think the physical release of some of those emotions and and feelings inside, it's the real deal. Go for a run and you just have this excitement kind of flowing through your body. You've been able to work through even some thoughts that were troubling you and sweat it out. (laughs) That's right. Like I say, you know, a lot of people we speak to, they find it very difficult to meditate. They find the idea of like old school meditation, which is you know, closing your eyes for five to 10 minutes and focusing on your breath, very difficult. But I'm like, hey, that's fine. Everyone gets the benefits of it. But really, what are you trying to achieve with your meditation? You're trying to be more mindful. And again, like build this muscle, which allows you to be in control of your emotions and your and your thoughts for when you actually really need it during the day. You can do that in other ways. You don't have to do it this way, which you find daunting. You can do it like to your point, go for a run where you're in your flow or go for a swim and you can focus on your body, on your breath and like learn how to control your mind. Yeah, love it. Little mind control. So speaking of mental health, as we've been talking about today and that your company supports with 1% of sales, which I love, a huge proponent of this idea that we can not only create really awesome companies that'll serve us and the people we employ, but you know, be able to have an impact on issues we care about. So tell me a little about this nonprofit you were working with. Yeah, we currently work with multiple nonprofits. The two that we closely work with are Calm Classroom Growing Mindfully. Both of these nonprofits support kids in school, uh, learn mindfulness through either trainers or through online platforms. The whole idea is that we can arm the generation of tomorrow to have the tools that they'll need because this world keeps getting stressful and stressful. But at least if we have the tools to manage it, then we'll make sure that we've set them up for success. I love that. I mean, emotional intelligence for children is just an incredible thing. You know, when you meet someone in adulthood who's like, yes, my parents like talked about emotions and feelings, and then they're naturally so much more able to get in touch with how they're feeling and be able to talk about these things and manage stress. And gosh, I just think like, what a better world we'll be facing if we've got kids growing up with this ability to meditate, have mindfulness, be aware of how they're feeling and not just... You know, I think for so many of us who didn't start out like that as a child, life just, it just is happening to you, you know, instead of you feeling like an active part of the decision-making of what's going to be going on each moment, it just gets to be this whirlwind of feelings and reactions instead of really having that pause. So I think that's awesome. I love that work. And it's a nice side. I can speak from my own experience. It's really nice side of the business to be able to work with the nonprofits and just see that lens of pure goodness. Like how can we just help people? It's really awesome. That's right. I would say that, I mean, I almost feel like we have a responsibility to support some of these organizations that are very linked to the causes because when you're trying to drive change, you need to do it at multiple different levels for it to become broader change that actually transforms society. And that's really our thought around it. The second thing I wanted to say, one of the other things that we do to support mindfulness, at least with our for our community, is 
today's world, especially with COVID, has been so stressful. People are in back-to-back meetings. So to encourage our consumers and our community to take a moment during the day, which is why the name is called Moment. It's about really taking a moment, a break to help yourself mentally. We have a text-based meditation club where we send you like a two, three minute meditation every day. So you can sign up for it for free and you'll get a 3 p.m. meditation. It's just really a reminder for you to, hey, take a break, take a moment and do something to reground yourself. And then you can go back to your crazy busy life again. (laughs) I love that. So looking at everything you've done so far in your life, all these moves, the consulting into starting your own business and the impact you're having with Moment today, what do you look back at and say you're most proud of? Let's see, most proud of is not a single event for me, but most proud, I would say, is just taking an uncharted path, doing things that have not been done before, at least not been done before in the place where I grew up or in my context. There's very few women that I grew up with who even ventured out to another country, forget about starting their own business in a new country, moving to a completely new continent by myself, or leaving a very comfortable consulting job to start a business and figure it out all by myself. So I think all of those different things in my life, if I reflect back, they have been really, really exciting and they've made me who I am and they've sort of built this overall life experience for me, which I wouldn't trade for anything. And I'm super proud that I did all these things, no matter how tough they were in the moment. I would say the one thing is people will always tell you the natural thing to do is to take the easier path, but you really have to stand up against what most people believe in to be able to do this. So yeah, I'm really proud that I did it. I love it. I think it boils down when I think about what you've just shared, like your not only persistence in life, you know, you're really persistent after what you want to do, but the resilience to keep going when it gets hard and take that different path, you know, this taking the easy path doesn't have as many rewards. So I think you've just been able to keep striving to do it different and see what would come and those sort of rewards are coming in as you go. It's awesome. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) What's your best piece of advice for others who hear your story? A couple of things. One is take risks. Take risks no matter what the wall says, no matter what people around you say. People's advice should be considered as one input to the overall decision making, but nobody other than you should be the final decision maker. Nobody understands your context like you do. So definitely take risks. And if you take the risks earlier on in life, then you actually understand your ability to manage them well versus if you live a very comfortable life, early on. And then secondly, this is more related to the business world, but I would say be scrappy. When you're starting a new business, you need to be super scrappy, super basic to really push. And I feel a lot of people fall into the trap of not doing an MVP or starting at a grand scale, which can make things slightly difficult. So if you want to do quick tests and really think through new ideas, I would suggest being scrappy. Love it. That's one of my best pieces of advice for those beginning stages is like, man, some people just get so grandiose. They're like, let's do this giant thing. And I'm like, yeah, but do people like your product yet? You know, it's it's just, you got to have those early stages. So that's certainly a tried and true one. Just people need to remember, like test it out. <laughs> See if this makes sense. 
That's right. And that means sometimes you as a, as an entrepreneur needs to do everything for the first like three, six months. Including a hundred flights up those stairs. <laughs> That's right. Including those, including doing your accounting, including doing your taxes. Like it's a one person show. So do it. Yeah, it really is. I'm having flashbacks thinking about your trip up the stairs with all those bottles. It's like those early days and continues on, right? Like it's just those early days in particular when there's no one else, like you are the only one who's there to do this, you know? And if it's got to happen, if it's got to get done, you just find a way and you just got to do it no matter how grueling or how banged and bruised you are or whatever it is, you just figure it out. This reminds me of another story when we first got invited by CBS to do a trial. They were kicking off this campaign with mental and physical health related products. And we did not have a distributor to help us with CBS. We had to deliver product to about 20 to 25 different CBSs in the New England area in about a few days time. And so of course, I put all the product cases and cases and cases a moment and uh, drove from one CBS to the other delivering those cases. And at a couple of CBSs, a few folks asked, so who are you? And I said, don't worry about who I am. I'm just representing this brand called Moment, which is just kicking off. And let me tell you all about the brand. And it was really funny. Nobody really expected the founder to actually be delivering to all these CBSs by hand. But of course, I was going to do that to make it happen. But it was an interesting and a very intense day for me. But one of those times I always think of uh, how you have to be scrappy and get things going and just really do what it takes. Totally. You'll do what it takes and you'll keep doing it. So what's next for a moment? Lots of great opportunities on the horizon. We are now expanding into both online and physical retail. Right now we're in about about a thousand stores around the country in different places. We are very excited about launching in a new city, details to come. And secondly, we are actually launching a new line of product. We're actually launching Sparkling Moment. So that's really exciting. We did a partnership with Victoria's Secret Pink to drive mental health awareness in Maine, as part of which we launched a Sparkling product, which was really, really successful. People loved it. And so we're bringing that into our main line. So lots happening and very exciting times. That is exciting. New products are always fun. It's like a shiny new thing to, to focus on, think about how to get out there, hear all the new feedback. So super exciting. I can't wait to try it myself. All right. Before we go today, it is time for our raw truth game. This is a part of the show where I ask you some rapid fire questions to reveal some raw truths about what makes you, you. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. The first one is, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Going for really long swims. Actually. Just relaxing in the water. <laughs> that's your that's your guilty pleasure. You're so good. I love being in the water and not doing anything. Nice. How would your friends describe you? Bold and friendly. Yeah. Some of them might describe me as funny as well. I like to believe I'm pretty funny, but not everyone gets my humor. That's what friends are for. <laughs> What's the thing that makes you the happiest? Swimming in the ocean when it's sunny. What's one thing you can't live without? I think pretty self-sufficient, it seems, huh? <laughs> yeah, I really can't think of anything. <laughs> you're good. You're like adaptable, like your adaptogens. You could just roll with whatever. <laughs> What's one thing you could live without? My adaptogens. Or like water. <laughs> 
one thing I can't live without is water with adaptogens. That's what I need at all times. <laughs> Perfect. What's a song you'd sing in the shower if you partake in singing in the shower? <laughs> I do. I actually have a very good shower singing voice. The song changes from week to week. Yeah. And the languages also change uh, depending on where I am and what's exciting me at that point in time. Aisha, you just are adaptable. I think you're the embodiment of an adaptogen. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Next one is blank gets me out of bed in the morning. Oh God, this is going to sound so boring, but moment really gets me out of bed. In the, like Not the product itself, the idea of moment as a company, as my child, that gets me out of bed in the mornings. There you go. And the last one is what goal do you most want to achieve this year? I want to get moment in the hands of about twice as many people so that they can really experience the beauty and feel the impact of it. Love it. All right. It's the most critical part of the podcast. Now that people have heard what awesome stuff you're up to and all about moment, where can they get in touch with you and where in the heck can they order some moment? Because I know there's some people who definitely want to try it that are listening. Definitely. So moment is available online. We ship all over the country. We are available in about a thousand or so stores around the country, a lot of them in New York. So if you're in Brooklyn, you'll definitely see us everywhere. And then there are some cafes are spread out across the rest of the country where you'll find us. But yeah, if you can't just really buy us online or just give us a shout at hi at drinkmoment.com and we'll make sure that you get your hands on it. Awesome. Extra special thanks to you, Aisha. It's been awesome getting to know more of your story. Thanks for getting real with me today. We got to hear all about your life journeys and adventures across five continents and this path to starting moment to really have an impact on other people's lives and learning that you yourself are an adaptogen, adaptable, resilient, and, and amazing. So thank you for sharing everything today. I love it. Thank you so much, Kelsey. It was so awesome chatting with you, sharing my story. And thank you for being an inspiration. Amazing. Love it. To all the listeners out there, hope you're feeling inspired to go out and make a change in the world. Until next time, I'm Kelsey. And that was Dope's Soberpreneur. But wait, there's more. Are you drooling after all this cookie dough talk? Jump over to dope.com. It's D-O-U-G-H-P.com to order some of our edible and bakeable cookie dough. You can use code keepitreal for 10% off at checkout. Thanks and have a dope day. Dope.